0: Everybody, welcome to episode five of the Star Sit Down. I am here with the managing editor of the University Star, Miss Gabby Ibarra. Hello.
1: Hi.
0: <laughs> you good?
1: <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm good. It's
0: why, are you, all good. <laughs> why are you nervous? <laughs> like it's. it's good. I don't
1: know. Like you know, I just. I, I I told you this, like, before we got on, like, i just, I'm reminding myself that this is just a casual conversation, not interrogation. I have my coffee right here to help me out, to pick me up. It, it'll, it'll be good.
0: Okay. It's all good. Okay, good. Yeah, don't, don't be nervous. <laughs> this is, this is chill. It's just you and me and okay. everybody that's watching. So there's no pressure at all. Okay. 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 How, how are you? How's school? <laughs>
1: Um, I'm pretty good. Um, school has been good. Um, I'm just still like trying to catch up right now. Um, it's been a little bit difficult to sort of like figure out like what time I'm going to do certain things because like obviously with classes being online, you have to actually motivate yourself to do things and actually say like, okay, I'm going to do this at this time. It's not like I have to actually physically go to class. So trying to like get myself and motivate myself to do work um has been a bit of a challenge but other than that I think classes have actually been pretty good for me I've been trying my best to keep on track and so far it's been good
0: um I meant to ask you really a couple weeks ago I never really got around to it are you in electron the electronic media class like programming for electronic media yeah I am yeah I, I Wait, are you in were? that class yeah I am I am I, oh. We don't have it. We don't have it on the same day, but we have the same professor and stuff. Do you like it?
1: Um. Okay, so like, I definitely like what we are learning. I think it's very interesting. I'm not a super huge fan, obviously, of the format of yeah, the class. True. Um. Gosh, like, I don't want to like talk trash about Tim Engling's class, like on here so publicly but like I think about it is like I don't really like how like obviously like it's over zoom it's not ideal I would definitely prefer to go in person but I'm just not a super huge fan of the fact that like he like he doesn't actually lecture it's just all like pre-recorded stuff and I just think that's like super stale and like kind of boring so you know it is what it is
0: I uh, I agree I agree uh... yeah because it's like, what are we doing? You know, like, what's the point? Like, you're like, if it's going to be shared with us regardless, I can yeah. just listen to them all later. That is uh, kind of bad. I mean, what I will say, I'm happy they're going to change the name of the class to, like, um, electronic media, like, for entertainment. Because I, when I yeah. signed up for the class, I literally thought, like, we we're going to be, like, coding or doing some other stuff. I mean, yeah. I should, in the description of the course... It said like, you know, it, it said what it is now, which is like talk about broadcast and this, that and the other. I wasn't really paying attention. I just thought, you know, it's an elective. I'm using it for my minor instead of my major. I'm like, I'll take mm-hmm. it. It's whatever. But I think it's pretty cool, to be honest. Um, one thing. I, yeah, was- I Oh, no, good.
1: Well, I was going to say, like, I think the subject matter is like really good um I am also taking it as an elective it's not I'm not you know in an electronic media like major or anything but like I just took it because I just needed a class to take but like I definitely do think everything in the class is like interesting I'm just not a super huge fan of the format like that's it like I'm not trying to talk trash about his class it's just the format it's just weird
0: have the shows that people have been showing you like good the finding gold
1: um you know what, in the shows that I have seen, like, I haven't seen anything that, like, I really wanted to see yet. Like, a lot of the shows are, like, super random. Like, I haven't heard of it. Um, but, yeah, nothing good so far.
0: It has shown me that, like, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Because, like, a lot of the shows that people are showing, I really don't like them. Like, I, I could tell, like, they're not my they're not my type of show I wouldn't binge it. Like literally I'm like, this is garbage. Like for real. Like yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not BSing. And then like they talk so good about it and how it's interesting and I don't know. It's just like man, there's really something everything everybody's different. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, people have their own individual tastes. Uh yeah, nothing st- nothing has stood out to me so far. I'm actually gonna pitch a show called Pen Fifteen. I don't know if you've seen that show, but it's on Hulu.
0: No, what's it about? Um,
1: so um, so it's actually about these two girls. It's it's actually a comedy. And it's about these two girls. They're actually like 30-year-old actresses, but they're actually like playing 13-year-old girls that are like eighth graders in middle school. So, like, obviously, like they look old and they stand out because literally like everyone else like in the show is like like eight but like they look super old so I think that's sort of like the comedic aspect of it but it's just like a comedy about like these two girls who are like best friends and like um I don't know it's just like so nostalgic for me because I look back at it and I'm just like oh my god like I used to be like that and so like like in the show like there's this girl and she has like the same like I'm I'm not even kidding she has like the same bed frame and nightstand that like I had when I was like her age Oh, really? And it shows, her, it shows her, like, in her room, and she's just, like, talking to her friend on the phone. I'm like, oh, my God, that's, like, me, like, when I was, like, in middle school. So it was just, like, super nostalgic. Um, but that's what I'm going to pitch. But, like, I'm probably not going to pitch that until, like, the, like, whenever my name comes up, which it hasn't yet.
0: Um, I, actually, I did my today. Um, I, it's been weeks. I, it's kind of annoying because I thought, because, like, my last name starts with a D, I was going to be, like, one of the first people. Like, you can knock it out. And just go, and uh, it's taken forever. I did uh, The Last OG. Have you seen it? No. I think, uh, well, I don't know your taste. I think it's pretty funny. I think it's well made. It's uh, Tracy Morgan. Basically, he comes out of jail. Like, he got sent to jail for uh, selling crack. And um, pretty much, no, (laughs) don't laugh. I'm serious, okay? He got sent to jail for selling crack. And then Tiffany Haddish in the show was, like, his girlfriend, and, like, they were in love. And he had to spend 15 years in jail, you know, for, for his crime. And basically the show follows him, like, getting out of jail and trying to, like, readjust to society. So, like, Brooklyn, like, has changed a lot, right? It has changed a lot. He's very gentrified. It's very hipster. And, you know, like, he's a OG. Like, he's a original gangster. So, you know, it's a lot different than, like, back in the day when everyone was running the streets and there was crime and all that. And it's just very interesting. It's got Cedric the Entertainer in it. It's got. Um, it was produced by Jordan Peele. It has Method Man in it. It's a really good show. It's a really good show. I think that's yeah. gold. I think that's gold. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. I want to say like if Jordan Peele's producing it, it's probably going to be pretty good.
0: Yeah, he's a he's a yeah. he's a beast. Um, yeah. I wanted to also address the elephant in the room. Uh, you got COVID? No. <laughs> I don't know. I saw your tweet.
1: Okay, so okay, so let me just clear this up for everyone, okay? Like, right here, right now. I don't know if I had COVID, but I honestly do not think I had COVID. But then again, I did not get tested. So, like, I can't tell you, like, definitively that I did not have it. But, like, I am, like, 99.9% sure that I did not. And I'll tell you why, okay? So, like, it was after – the first week of September my mom and dad they came down and you know we spent like the weekend together it was fun right after that I got sick my mom got sick and my brother got sick and like my symptoms were like I had a cough it was not a dry cough Mm. it was a wet cough so Mm. it that was so there's that one thing now, I did lose my sense, like, of taste, which is obviously, like, the biggest COVID-19 symptom there is, okay? Uh, yeah. So, basically, I made it. Kim is referring to a tweet that I made on Twitter where I mentioned the fact that, like, I lost my my sense of taste, and I had spent, like, $10.83 on this meal that I literally could not taste, and I was so bitter about that. That was and sus. I tweeted that, that
0: was really sus. I, I, t-
1: tweeted, I tweeted that, and, like, All of a sudden, like, all these people from the start, because not only you thought I had COVID, all these people from the start were asking me if I had COVID. And I was like, no, like, I don't think so. And so, look, I feel better now. It's already been two weeks. I I quarantined for two weeks. I didn't go to school. I, I did all my classes online. I didn't go to the star office. I feel better now. Everything's fine. My mom, I really do think she had COVID, though, because, like, she was coughing way more than me. She lost her sense of taste. And also, like, she had body aches and everything. So I think your I family think had COVID.
0: COVID. Your family had COVID. Where were they? They came from Corpus to here?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So.
0: Yo, yeah. why did you tweet that? Like, I'm so deadass. <laughs> like, when I saw that, I was like, what is she like? Why are you broadcasting? I thought, I was like, is she broadcasting it to everybody? Like, because. <laughs> Like it's it's pretty well known that like that's what happens. Like that's the main symptom yeah. of like that <laughs> and that only. Like okay, you don't just lose your sense fair. of own taste.
1: I mean, to be fair, like if you have like a regular cold, like you also have that same symptom, right? I don't know. You do, okay? Because oh, yeah. <laughs> I looked it up. Yeah, I looked it up. So like,
0: okay. yeah, okay. I did
1: like the research and like you know, look. I'm I'm fine now, and so that's all that matters. It's all good.
0: Who who asked you from the star? Did a, bu- um, did a so lot you, of people ask me?
1: Okay, so you asked me. I know Amira, our assistant opinions editor, she asked me if I was doing okay, presumably because I think she thought I had COVID. <laughs> and then also our multimedia our, our multimedia editor uh, Rebecca Harrell, she had also mentioned it. I think Jaden had also like asked me about it too. So. Cause like I already knew that you thought I had COVID because Jaden told. Okay, oh, so he Jayden, told you, yo. Jaden, Jaden told me that you asked him if I had COVID. I did. So I had a feeling. I had a feeling this was gonna come up as like a little <sighs> topic to talk about. So I had anticipated this. So I was already ready to clear the the air, you know.
0: And he was supposed to tell you that. I mean, not cause like I'm talking trash, but like. I was supposed to ask you that. I mean, it's fine. But for real, I was like, I asked him one time, I was like, yo, Gabby got COVID? He was like, man, <laughs> I don't know, man. I saw her tweet, though. It looking real <laughs> suspicious. I was like, I don't know. I, I, I didn't want to like ask you in like a meeting or like randomly message yeah. you because I don't know. We, we're not on that level. You know what I mean? So I didn't. I just didn't feel comfortable. I
1: mean, you could have asked me. And I would just tell you straight up, like, I don't think I do. But, you know.
0: So, you don't think – do you think right now that you had COVID? That's a genuine question. No.
1: Well, okay. So, I really don't think I did. But then again, I didn't get tested, you know? Why? So, I probably should have, Kim. Like, in hindsight, yeah, I probably should have. You can you, you, you get tested for so... the
0: antibodies. You can get tested for the antibodies. And you can find out that way. Why not?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I guess I also just didn't want to leave my apartment too. Oh. Like, my my roommate, like she she didn't get sick. I only have one other roommate, and like we obviously like share basically everything. She didn't she didn't get sick.
0: Um, maybe she was asymptomatic. So, possibly. I just possibly. I find it funny that you're like I didn't. I don't think I had it even though your mom probably had it and then your your brother and your dad also got sick?
1: No, my dad did not get sick. He has like an immune system like like a beast. Like I don't think I've ever seen him cough or like sneeze in my entire life. He's, he's fine. He's living his best life. He's fine. What about your brother? But my mom had it bad. My brother, it was kind of similar to me. Like I don't know like what happened to my mom. Like she was just like like, I'm not even kidding. Like, I would call her, and she would just be coughing the entire time. I'd have to hang up because it was just, like, so loud. and Like, I would have my AirPods in, and it would, like, hurt my ears, like, how much she was coughing. But, like, she said that, like, she just, like, had the body aches, and then she, you know, can taste anything, coughing. So.
0: So it's just you two.
1: Well, yeah, no. Yeah, me, my mom, and then my brother.
0: Okay, 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 okay.
1: So the three of us.
0: Yo, that's that's wild. That is really but, funny. That is re- why did you tweet that? That's another thing. Like, why would you I don't know. like I
1: really don't know. Like, I honestly just thought it was like Honestly, like I just thought the fact that I had spent that much money on a meal that I couldn't taste, I just thought that was funny. That was it.
0: Um, it's hilarious. <laughs> um Okay, oh. all right. Um So you're the managing editor at the star, right? So basically what are the responsibilities that like you have that Jaden doesn't or like vice versa? Like, just like give me a little bit more insight of like as your role, like here and like uh, how you contribute.
1: Yeah. um, I mean, so I'm second in command uh, to Jaden. So like, Mainly what I do is I sort of just, like, manage, like, the content that, like, we have at the Star. So basically, like, um, throughout the week, I'm just sort of, like, anticipating, like, what's going to come in on Friday. So Friday morning when we have our budget meetings, I sort of anticipate, like, what stories are going to come in, making sure everything has, like, a visual. Um, And then, like, Friday morning, I just sort of, like, go to, like, our content management system. And I just make sure, like, everything is, like, coming in on time. Like, what stories do we have from news, life and art, sports, opinions. And then um, we have our meeting on Friday. And then I just sort of, like, let everyone know, like, okay, like, this is what we have. Here are our top stories. And I just make sure everyone's just – everyone on our ed board is just doing their job and everything's running smoothly.
0: And um, is it very – is it stressful? Is it really stressful for you?
1: Um. I think for me, it has been, um, especially because I've never had a position like this before. So it's like been like a huge learning curve. Um, like I've been an editor before, but like I, I wasn't doing anything to this level. So like when I first started, like I was definitely still stressed out and I still kind of am because I'm still trying to figure out like what works, what doesn't work, like what's the best way for me to manage people. Um, so I think like right now I'm in a decent spot. I mean, it is a little bit stressful because I, I'm also, like, a full-time student. I'm taking five classes. So it's definitely, like, a task. But I think it's something that I can only anticipate to get better, like, with time, you know?
0: What type of editor were you before this? Because I didn't know you were a editor before. What section? Well,
1: yeah. So the thing is, is, like, I actually transferred here last year. So I actually technically oh, okay. haven't even been at the STAR for, like, a year. I transferred here in the fall of 2019 already as a junior. So, like... I guess I kind of have to like, tell the whole story. But like, um, so I'm originally from Corpus Christi, Texas. So I graduated in 2016. And then I um, I actually went to my local community college first. And I got my associate's degree in journalism there. And so um, basically, like in 2016, I already started working like in student media. And I was like a reporter for that paper and then I eventually got promoted to news editor my final semester there so this was like spring 2019 and then I got experience like being an editor at that point in time but it just like it's such a small publication I wasn't managing a team really and so like that really was like nothing compared to like what I'm doing now like here at the star it's obviously a much larger like operation Mm -hmm. um and so Uh, I was an editor there and then I transferred here in the fall of 2019 and like I didn't not I didn't actually apply to work at the star until so I think I sent in my application like the week before Thanksgiving and I didn't actually yeah it was about a year ago it hasn't exactly been a year so I want to say maybe been at the star for like 10 months okay so I sent him an application before Thanksgiving, but I didn't actually start writing regularly like on the news section until really until January. So I was writing consistently from January to May basically. And um, I was honestly really scared because like, I don't know, like I, I didn't know anything about the star. I didn't know anyone who had worked at the star. So I didn't even think like, I would actually like get the chance to actually work at the star. Like, I just figured it'd be, like, really competitive, and, like, I, I didn't even think I would get hired, which mm-hmm. makes no sense, because I just figured it'd be, like, I don't know, I didn't have a lot of confidence in myself to begin with, and so I actually didn't even, like, want to apply, because I figured I wouldn't even get in, get in, like, as a reporter, which is, like, so dumb, because, like, here at the Star, we accept people who don't even have experience as reporters. Like, we don't expect everyone to come in with, like, this fantastic resume of, like, all these different things, like... But I, I guess I was just like really nervous, and I didn't, you know, know anything. I didn't know any better. It was just I was just me being ignorant, I guess. But yeah, like I, I've been here for less than a year, and then um, in April, um, I got asked to be managing editor. I, like, I had a whole bunch of people kind of like throwing it around, like, oh, you should do it, you should do it, you should do it, and like. I'm here standing here like, oh my God, like why am I getting asked this, right? Because like I've only really been here for like a semester. Like I just assume like to have a position like this, like I wouldn't, you know, I just feel like usually you'd be at the star for like three years, two years. I had only been here for a semester and like I wasn't even like an editor at the star before. Like I was just a regular reporter. So I'm like confused. Right? And then I just, I remember there was like a solid week where like someone new was asking me like every day, like, are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? You should do it. You should do it. And I was just like, fine, I'll do it. I'll buy. And I remember Jaden eventually like message me. And uh, I had actually was eyeing the assistant news editor position, which doesn't make any sense because like I was a senior and, like, it was just kind of dumb, but when I told Jaden that I was, I really just wanted to be assistant, like, he thought that was ridiculous, and he was telling me that, no, like, you should, I really do think you should apply for this, and I just got interviewed, and, like, a couple of days later, Jaden called me and was, like, are you ready to be the next managing editor, and I was, like, whoa, like, that's crazy, (laughs) um, so, yeah, I just gave you, like, my entire, like, story, but,
0: no, I, yeah. uh, I really like it. That's, that's awesome. I, I relate to you and like, um, the fact like you had only been here for not that long. Cause it was the same with me, you know, like I got hired in March and then, uh, you know, I was, I was already planning on doing podcasting like just on my own and like creating like all, uh, my own like network with like a bunch of friends and all types of different shows. And then Rebecca just randomly asked me in June, like, Hey, would you want to do a podcast? And then obviously, you know, you were you were there for like a lot of the development of this and the concept. And then all of a sudden Jane is like, Hey, we'll make a position for you. And I was like, yo, like, are you for real? Like, yeah. I could I, I completely um relate to that that aspect. And I, honestly I think I think you're doing a really good job. I think you're oh, doing a really you. good job. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I think you're doing a really good job. And I remember I was so excited because like one of the things that we had wanted was like to have more podcasts and stuff like that, but we didn't know like exactly like how we would like go about it. Mm-hmm. And so like, I actually didn't even know that you worked at the star. I didn't, I didn't recognize your name, but I, I remember Rebecca had, had mentioned you and like, yeah, Kim, like he really wants to do this. He really wants to transform like, you know, how, you know, we're doing podcasts and all this stuff. And um, we had that initial meeting with you. That was the first time I'd ever seen you and like likewise
0: likewise yeah
1: yeah and like we you were talking about like all your ideas and all your plans and like I think me Jaden, and like you're we just like wow like this guy is like so passionate and like he just seems like so genuine I remember like me Jaden, and like Rebecca like had like a three-way call and we were just like let's do it like let's get Kim on this like <laughs> we were just like
0: so yo crazy. that's crazy I'd never yeah. nobody would tell me that that's crazy. Man. You're gonna make, yeah. You going to make. Made my heart smile. I really appreciate Aww. it. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I mean um cuz like I got told, I told Rebecca this like when we were doing the multimedia meetings cuz I was like, you know, obviously like I know how to edit like footage and I do YouTube and stuff on the side and uh, like I'm very passionate about like creating content. I always have been, but like I when I when I was in the meetings with everybody else and they're like, you know, I love reporting you know, this is what I want to do. I love going out, finding a story. I love writing. Like this is this is what I want to do with my life. I was like, you know, I'm not I'm not like that, you know. And it just gave me that sense of like, what like do I do I belong here? You know what I mean? Because like I, I've said it before, you know, it, it was it was Carrington that really like told me to go here and was like, you know, don't go to KTSW, go to the Star. They'll you know they'll help you out. It looks good on your resume. The quality of your work will be better. And I was like. Man, I don't know. I was just very hesitant because, you know, I never really had that drive, you know, in terms of in journalism. But honestly, I think it's pretty cool now, you know, and like, you know, seeing how everyone here operates and, you know, the the work that we put out, I think I think it's dope, to be honest. So, you know, maybe one day, you know, I'll uh, be one of those people. But it's definitely got me reading more, I will say. And I think uh, I think it's just awesome. So I, I really appreciate you know you guys trusting me because you know this, this wouldn't this wouldn't have been possible without you. So genuinely thank you it, it means it means a lot to me, you know And uh, yeah, we, we've no, already and- we've already started to grow a lot too. so uh, the future is the future is only gonna look uh, brighter.
1: Yeah, no and thank you because like I'm, I'm so glad that we now like have like this podcast because I think it's gonna really allow us the opportunity to like, for like the community to actually like see us and talk to us because I mean really like the community like really only knows us as like our byline you know (laughs) on the website you know and so they really like don't know like our personalities and like you know most people they probably see my name or they see Jaden's name but they don't actually get to see him or any of us and so I think it's a really good opportunity for us so yeah thank you
0: i uh I agree as well I think um I think thus far, especially that's one of the reasons why I asked you is because I think it's it's very impactful. This is another thing Rebecca and I was talking about was like having the personality too, you know, because like at the end of the day like we're people too, you know that we just put out content, we write, we do all these things as an organization, but like you know some some people are pretty funny, you know, some people got funny stories, you know it's just we have a good time too, and I think this is a really good outlet for that yeah so I know that you got started in journalism because you're a high school teacher right yeah um so yeah. tell tell me a little bit more about like that <laughs> and like what has what i so funny <laughs>
1: no I'm just really glad that you remember that because yeah. I, I mentioned it It's so, okay
0: yeah of course <laughs> up here um like how that got started like go a little more in depth and like what's kept you going, you know, because I, I find it interesting, like the people that are very passionate about this and that are like, you know, I want to go out. I want to find this story. You know, this is, cause this isn't really like a glamorous job, you know, like we had, like when we were doing the, the uh, camp star and we have a bunch of reporters, you know, it it takes a lot of work and, you know, it might look good. Like, Hey, I'm a journalist, but there's a lot that comes with that. So tell me like what keeps you going and like what, um, what you enjoy so much about it
1: yeah so i think starting like what you were talking about first about my high school teacher um so i actually never really had any interest in journalism for a really long time um i actually didn't decide that i wanted to study journalism until like my senior year of high school like i had always enjoyed like news and like current events um probably more than like the average person in my grade at the time um and I actually really wanted to be like a nurse practitioner, which is super random um, and would involve like a lot of schooling. And like, it's not something that like, I'm, I'm really super passionate about, but I figured like, oh, I can make a lot of money doing this. And like, you know, it, I'll have a secure job. But, you know, I think when I kind of stood back and sort of like analyzed like, okay, like will I be happy doing this? Like I, I knew I wouldn't, like I'd be absolutely miserable. Um, so I sort of like stepped back and sort of like analyze it. Like, okay, like, what do I enjoy doing and like writing was one of the things and like current events. I love the news. And so I was like, Okay, that's, that's journalism. Right. So um, my during my senior year of high school, um, I was lucky enough that like, um, my high school actually offered journalism as a class. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna take this class. And then like, I'm gonna figure out like, if I really like it, if I don't, I won't, I won't study it in college. If I do, maybe I will. And so I took the class and I immediately just fell in love with the journalism like instantaneously. And I was lucky enough that I had a really cool teacher. His name was um, Mr. DeFreeze. So Mr. DeFreeze, if you're watching this shout out to him because he was kind of like the biggest reason like why I study journalism. Um, He was just super supportive and he's the first person that taught me like how to write a news lead um like inverted pyramid format and you know we would just do like little writing assignments in class and he just noticed that like maybe i was more far along than like other students in the class and so he sort of like hunkered down like on me and specifically and um he just gave like you know words of encouragement and eventually um He actually, uh, like, registered me for, like, a couple of those, like, UIL competitions. I don't know if you know what those are. Yeah, yeah. Um, But um, there's UIL competitions for news writing and, like, editorial writing. And so he had registered me for both of those um, without me actually knowing, which is kind of weird. He was just like, oh, I registered you for this because I believe in you. Uh, And I was like, okay. And so, like, I did them. And I think I, I got, like, third place in both of them, which isn't, like, amazing, but, like, I still placed. And that was sort of, like, the validation that I needed because that was the first time I had ever gotten, like, an award for anything. Um, and, like, Mr. DeFreeze was, like, the first person to tell me that I was good at anything, mm-hmm. right? So, I knew that, like, okay, I think this is this is it, right? So, um, then I, I studied it in college, and, I mean, I guess the rest is history, right? Right. Um, like, I I don't know. I think there's just something that I I just love about like storytelling. Like you know, there's I've I've written so many stories. Like at this point, um, I've been writing pretty consistently since since 2016, which is you know, how many years from now. So, you um, know I just love the idea of just sitting down with someone and then just like them pouring their heart out to you and just like learning about them and just sort of like having like that really one-on-one intimate with someone just being able to like be their outlet right and just giving them that opportunity to like voice what they feel like their opinions and like I I just really appreciate that And I think it's journalism is just such a wonderful opportunity for everyone so I don't know like it's just I can't really give you like this this long explanation it's just I I just love writing and I love journalism. It's just something that I want to pursue.
0: That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I'm really happy you're doing what you uh, enjoy doing. And I think we have plenty of nurse, nurse practitioners or whatever it is. And uh, Yeah, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'm happy for you. And um, it's always fulfilling to me when I hear somebody who's like chose, like what they want to do and they took that leap of faith. You know, that, that's similar to like what I did, you know, because initially when I was going into college, I, I was doing computer information systems in the College of Business. And yeah, like your face, you know, you can't really see me doing that, right? Oh, you can or you can't?
1: I mean, I don't know what you're capable of, Kim.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I was doing it because like, you know, it's, it's like website design. It's like network security. Okay. But I was only doing it because like, you know, there's money in it. I didn't really like enjoy doing it. But uh, like the first day, I, I also had like a mentor, uh, Professor Leidick, who was um, at the community college I went to in the summer before I uh, came to Texas State. And uh, he, was, he was a very positive influence. And like I uh, really got into writing during that time as well. And I would just write like uh, just how I was feeling like in a, in a journal because we had to do journals and like turn them in. And I would just like write about like you know the decision in college and like doing what I want and choosing like happiness over money and everything. And you know he it, like wrote in one of the journals he was like you know just do what makes you happy. And uh, you know he he was he was like one of those people because in high school I was doing AP classes and um, like in AP classes they they really just they don't really care about like the quality it's just more of like hey we need to get you ready for the AP test like we need to hurry up and I always like look down upon my writing because of that you know because I didn't get that validation so having somebody that you know can support you and just push you forward is really a positive influence and um yeah. what was what was your what was your teacher's name let's shout him out again
1: Mr. DeFreeze or his full name is Bill DeFreeze
0: Mr. DeFreeze so- You're the goat. goat. Yeah,
1: for real. Yeah.
0: Another thing I wanted to uh, talk to you about is you're graduating next spring, right? Yeah. How do you, how how do you (laughs) feel? Are you, are you nervous?
1: Um, so no, not really. And I think a lot of that is just because like, I still plan on like Pursuing my master's degree, so like it's like okay, I graduate, but like I'm still gonna be going to school like the next year. So like I just know that this journey isn't over for me. I think once I, you know, get to like my final semester for like my graduate degree, I think I'm really gonna feel it. But I'm not feeling it yet, actually. And there.
0: you know, we we read the 19th article about like women and the employment being affected within the pandemic you know and the the graduates uh from like this year and the next year are really going to feel that effect and how like all the gains that women have made over this past decade have just kind of like not necessarily been all for nothing but it's just been like you've taken it taken steps back you know do you do you think maybe like this pandemic will impact like your employment in the future or like stuff like that you know that's something I've, I've thought a lot about when it comes to women, like, seeing how this pandemic has affected um, women so much, and that that's just something I'm very curious about.
1: Yeah, um, I think for journalism in particular, I don't see that it's going to be something that's going to be affected, because, I mean, I mean, we need journalism, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, we need people to be out there and, like, reporting, like, the pandemic, and I think, like, there's always going to be that demand, so I think in that case i feel like i'm kind of lucky in that sense right but like i imagine like if i maybe wasn't in journalism if i was pursuing something else then maybe it would be a different story but i think um you know newspapers and and any news outlet is always going to need reporters especially now more than ever right um so i guess no I, i haven't really thought about that or have been concerned um but i can't imagine how it is for other people
0: so what do you want to do like in the future after you graduate?
1: Um okay so like it's a very loaded question, right? I think that's like I I sort of know already. So like I think and this is actually something that a lot of people don't really know about me is like I am really passionate about like environmental journalism. And so like, I would hope to possibly work somewhere and be able to have the opportunity to be able to cover things like environmental justice issues, but more specifically climate change. Um, And so I don't really know, like I can't give you specific places. Like I would love to work here in Texas and cover that issue here locally. Um, But you know, I think if, you know, if a good opportunity arises like out of state i'm definitely you know if i can't turn it down i'm I'm definitely open to that too but i think i would be happy to work anywhere where i could be granted the opportunity to cover that you know i think climate change is something that you know is going to be around for like a really long time and i think we're already seeing the effects like i mean we live in texas right
0: yeah it's
1: hot outside right we have worsening hurricanes each year you know i'm from corpus christi so like I live right by the Gulf Coast, like sea levels are rising, you know, um, you know, I think Texas is like one of the worst emitters of greenhouse gases and CO2. Like we, we have like the biggest like oil and gas industry here and like we're poisoning our, our our air and like that's really affecting the health of a lot of people here in this state um, that could have like, you know, very bad, like long-term effects, right? And so... I think there is going to be an even larger demand for journalists to be out there and covering people who are being affected by this. Um, and it's important to note that, you know, climate change doesn't affect everyone equally, right? Yeah. If you are a minority, you are more than likely going to be hit the hardest, right? So um, it, disproportionately, it disproportionately affects Black and Latino people Um, And that's because I was actually reading a Scientific American article. Scientific American is a really good website to read for climate news. They do a lot of like, they're at the forefront of science journalism. Um, But, you know, Black people statistically are less likely to have access to a reliable AC unit, right? So like they are more likely to die from things like heat exhaustion, right? From due to rising temperatures. So things like that, you know, minorities are more likely to work outdoors where they are gonna be affected by things like this. Um, And so it's important to cover those kind of aspects, right? Um, So I I sort of like wanna be out there talking to people who are being directly impacted by this and just hopefully bring to light this issue, which unfortunately I feel like doesn't really get a lot of coverage. And I think a lot of that is just due in part because climate change is just like an incredibly abstract issue because it takes a while for you to see the effects. It it doesn't necessarily like happen like overnight. Um, And so, and I think if you are like a first world country, you know, you're more likely to have, you know, the money to sort of like mitigate the effects for a while. But if you're a third world country that doesn't really have a lot of money, I mean, you don't really have the resources to you know build seawalls and stuff like that you know you're forced to move from your your country because you know your fresh water is is being invaded by ocean water and all of a sudden you don't have clean water to drink so now you have to move away from your island right um so things like that are out there happening right now and so i i sort of just feel like the sense of urgency which is weird um, and so I just want to be out there covering those issues and I think it's something that's not really covered a lot, which is a bit upsetting. Um, and so I, I want to be a part of that.
0: What, what would your masters be master's degree be like for something like that if that's what you're striving for, like what would you study?
1: Well, so I've done like research in this, and like really like if you want to like write about like like something in science journalism, for example, like you don't really need like a science degree. And I think a lot of that is just because, like, um, you're, ex- you're explaining science things to non-science people, right? Uh-huh. And so I just don't really think, like, you really need to be, like, a scientist to, like, know these things. Because, I mean, the people that you're going to be, like, giving this information to, they aren't scientists. They don't, they don't want to get this information from scientists, right, yeah. directly. So um, I am just going to get my graduate degree in journalism. So, um, but eventually I would like to get to a place where I can cover these issues. And I think a lot of that is just like uh, pitching stories like to your editor that are in relation to climate change and then eventually working your way up to be like an environmental reporter. But now that like I think of it, like I feel like environmental like journalism like isn't like really gonna be like a thing because I think climate change is, like, going to affect everyone. So even if you aren't, like, an environmental journalist, like, if you're just, like, a regular journalist covering just, like, regular city issues, like, you're eventually going to have to cover that too because it's just going to be a part of life, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's just going to be, you know, the way of life. So uh, I just, like, want to be a part of that.
0: So you're you're a journalism major now, right? Yeah. Oh, so you're just going to, when you go to your graduate, you're just going to double down and just try and get, you know, that m- even more experience in, in journalism?
1: Yeah, like, um, I don't know, like, where I'm going to go now. Like, I, I know where I want to go, but, like, I don't want to say it, because, like, if I don't get in, it's going to be, like, terrible. But, like, okay, um, I really, like, what I want to do is, like, I want to expand more. I'm realizing that I, I'm really lacking sort of, like, in multimedia, right? Mm. Like, I like, I I know the basics of like a news story, but like I don't really have a lot of experience in news photography, videography, like audio. And so I wanna sort of like expand in those areas in particular. And like, I feel like maybe going to grad school can help me with that because like, obviously like writing is is one thing and like, it's really good to have that down, but like climate change can be told visually, right? And I think the visual opportunities that can come from that um, are going to be really powerful. Because if people actually see like what's happening, I think that's going to be really effective. Like obviously an article is important and can be, you know, helpful. But I think if people actually see and hear directly from people and see like how their communities are being affected, I think that just in of itself is gonna be very, very powerful. And so I wanna have the opportunity to be able to do that as well and sort of learn that sort of area so I can eventually, you know, learn how to do that myself.
0: Do you think that the United States is I mean, I don't think we're necessarily going in the right direction in terms of climate because we're not in the Paris Accords anymore. And you know, the the current president doesn't really believe in climate change but obviously i'm with you that's a very serious issue and do do you think that we will get to that point eventually or is that just being like you know too optimistic to where you know what
1: do you
0: i, I what mean, do
1: you mean like
0: i mean i mean because so many people right now are either in denial because they're just like like go oh, out it's, it's fine like we're we're gonna be fine or some people are so old they're like and eh, it's not gonna affect me like I don't I don't care um so do you think that we're gonna get to a like a point where we can just drop the global carbon emissions that that's what I mean you know what I mean
1: yeah um I'll be I am no expert in this y'all so like I highly recommend going to like NASA's website and getting the facts directly but like to answer your question like I don't know, like it really depends on the leaders we elect, right? It really, really depends on that. And that's why you have to go out and you have to vote, right? But it kind of goes back to what I was saying before about climate change being very abstract. You don't feel the effects immediately. It doesn't happen overnight. And so it's very easy to be like, oh, well, I'm I'm going outside and it's fine. I feel good. Well, like, how is it going to be like 20 years from now when your kids are older? How, what kind of planet are you going to be leaving for your grandchildren right and so unfortunately i think a lot of people especially people who you know you know big oil and gas executives you know you know all those people like unfortunately i do feel like they are more concerned with the short term profits that they do receive from the fossil fuel industry and they are completely disregarding what they're going to leave behind for future generations to come and I think that's why we need to get out there, and we need to vote, protest, anything that you can. And obviously, there are certain things that you can do personally in your life—little changes that can help. But unfortunately, I do feel like we're at a point where we need to pass laws and you know proper reforms that could actually um, you know make a difference. Um, but you know it, it really depends on on what we do now
0: are you familiar with the the keeling curve or the thing is no i'm the...
1: not actually
0: so um the keeling curve or maybe kneeling curve um it's one of those 2 i'm pretty sure it's the Keeling curve i learned about this in biology and uh i had i wasn't aware of this until i i had heard about it so basically in hawaii right there's a um it Hawaii like geographically is in a great place and there's a volcano there which is high enough to where uh, scientists are able to get high enough and they can read the global uh, carbon emissions right now like historically it had never passed I think 200 like for literal centuries you know because you know it was like middle ages and then there were just animals here wasn't people But then ever since, you know, the Industrial Revolution, it just started to go up and up and up and up every year. Then, like, right now, this is – it's literally the highest in in the planet's history. Like, so – and it's just – it's so scary because once you know that and you realize, like, we're on pace to continue going up and it's just going to get hotter and hotter and the ice caps are going to melt and eventually islands are not going to be islands anymore. They're going to be underwater – it really is so scary. Like for, for a long period of time, I, uh, I was really nihilistic about it and I just kind of lost hope, you know, because it's like, people don't care, you know?
1: Yeah. You know, I think if you live in like in in the middle of America, it's easy, it's easy to just like, feel like, Oh, like it's not a big deal. But like, if you're someone that lives in a little Island in the, in the Pacific, like you're going to be affected. Yeah. And I just think it's very selfish to, you know, continue with the way that we're going and then just completely disregard, you know, other people who, you know, are going to be affected by this. It's it's just absolutely, like, it, it makes me really angry.
0: Me too. And it's like, yo, we're getting record heat every year. It, the, it, yeah. For year after year after year. Yo, like, there's a reason for that, you know? It's like the sun isn't just getting hotter. It's... <laughs> yeah
1: and you know i think the thing is is like and this is something that we just all have to accept is like even if we actually today right now this second just stopped emitting greenhouse gases our planet is still going to heat up for years right it would only start cooling like years down the line eventually it would sort of get back to normal but like we're at a pace right now where like even if we stop like we are still going to see dramatic effects so like a lot of stuff like you know the. Greenland melting stuff like that like that stuff is already inevitable at this point there's no turning around I know it sounds like kind of scary it's like a doomsday scenario but like that's why like I get frustrated because like it's something that's so serious and because it's something that's not happening tomorrow like people just don't seem to really care there that urgency is just like not there um I don't know it's it's weird
0: Nah, yo I I understand and it's like yo we're young you know what I'm saying like eventually We want to grow older maybe we want to have families i want to have the chance you know i don't want to get to the point where i I, i'm grown and we've already done irreversible damage to the planet and at that point people are like yo this is serious we have to do something now you know that's what it feels like it's going to happen it's really it's just frustrating I, i um i agree with you about how important it is and you know, had it not been for those environmental journalists or people writing about it, I wouldn't know as much as I as I as I do now because I I wrote an essay about climate change um, for an English one class and I learned a lot about it. And
1: oh, I like, did too.
0: Yeah, it's it's just yeah. What was your like? What would you talk about in yours? Just okay. So i doomed. Yeah. I remember like I
1: remember when I was in college I did oh I still am in college yeah um but I remember um, I remember I did um an essay on just like a general like overview on like what climate change is like what the greenhouse effect is and then like that was for English one and then for Texas government I did one specifically on Texas greenhouse gas emissions and then that one was like eye-opening like it was incredible but like not that it was, like, really good, but, like, everything that I learned was, like, crazy. But, like, um, and then for my speech class, I did, like, this huge speech on, like, climate change and why people should care about it. My class was, like, shook. Like, I just felt like after I finished that speech, like I got so passionate. I, like, got so into it that everyone was just, like, like, oh, my God, like, she cares, like, too much. I felt, like, so, like, oh, my gosh, I don't know. But like, if you know me, you know I'm very passionate about this issue, and I just get, like, I get, like, worked up sometimes. So, you know, that's just the way I am. I just love it.
0: That's another reason why I liked Bernie, because Bernie cared, too. Oh, Jesus. I just, I, I really I don't, I don't want to,
1: like, I don't I don't want to talk about my political affiliations or anything like that, because, like, I'm a journalist, so I don't, wanna, like, I don't want to, like, reveal that, but Yes, like I know what you're
0: talking about. Yeah, I mean that's all I had to say. Just say you know what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> he's right because it's like, we're, the pace that we are on, and like once you know that, like the planet is literally the hottest in recorded history, and we have nothing to go off of, and like what's gonna happen, and it's 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 yeah. just it's so scary, yo. It is. Especially because we're young and like it's going to get worse and this is directly impacting our lives.
1: Yeah. I actually like I got into this because, uh, because I actually didn't, I didn't know anything about climate change. I didn't care about climate change. I, I didn't know. But like it wasn't until 2016 where I'd watched this one documentary called, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's called Before the Flood. And it's a National Geographic documentary and it actually stars academy award winner leonardo dicaprio and he's like traveling to like all these different continents and he's like showing like the effects of climate change and i remember i had watched it just out of genuine interest because i was like confused as to why leonardo dicaprio would be like in this documentary Mm -hmm. and like i just watched it because i was bored in like my room one day and, like, I watched it, and, like, my mind was, like, completely blown. Like, I had no idea, like, the severity of this issue. And, like, I guess it, like, influenced me so much to the point where, like, I decided to, like, literally pursue this as my, like, career. Um, but, yeah, I, power of media, I guess. You know, I, just, I was just so shook afterwards.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy about that. I know he's very outspoken <laughs> – did you hear that? Yeah, I did. Okay. Uh, some uh, guys coming, I think, to fix the AC. So... I we can cut I'll that just, out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have the power post. Let's yeah. just cut it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. He's a, he's very, like, outspoken about it. And, you know, I'm happy. Yeah. He's, um, you know, kind of, like, not necessarily the faces of it like one of those stars that's really like advocating for it and i wish more people took it seriously because like we talked about it's so important it's so important and like like if we have the chance to stop it or at least slow it down why wouldn't we like why would we not help you know what like especially since it affects literally everybody on earth
1: yeah And obviously, like, it's, it's thing is, like, it's no easy task to just automatically switch to renewables, because the price of renewables is obviously really high. And like, there's so much money in oil and gas, right. And so, like, you know, like, you can't, you can't do that overnight, you know. Um, So I, I don't really have like an answer for you for that, really, like, it's just, it is what it is. And like, I, I can only hope that, you know, one day, like, someone one day takes action you know so i'll
0: tell you what do you think china's uh plan is good you heard did you hear about that like the the president of china was trying to do stuff for the climate i
1: don't know yeah i mean i don't know the specifics of the plan but i do know that china like was like one of the worst emitters and it's kind of crazy because the u.s used to be sort of like at the forefront of this issue but obviously now it's kind of taken that's obviously not the case anymore. Um, but now China sort of is at the forefront of this issue now, um, and is sort of like a leader in this right now. And so, I'm—I um, mean, I'm really glad that that China is sort of making changes because, I mean, in China, like the conditions are absolutely horrible. The air quality is terrible. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm glad to see that. I'm glad to see that from anyone, especially China in particular, with how large a population is.
0: Yeah, I—I um, I hope. I really do hope it, it gets better. If I'm being honest, you know, because like we talked about, it's such a serious issue and, you know, just people are really ignorant nowadays and, you know, don't want to accept the truth. So I hope it gets better. I hope it gets better.
1: Yeah. Believe the scientists, please.
0: I'm begging. I'm begging. Like all y'all, please. They're not capping. It's Believe the
1: experts, please.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that'll do it for today's episode. I really appreciated uh, having you on. This was a really great conversation. And,
1: yeah, thank uh, you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you'll you'll <laughs> be back. I, I promise you. Yeah. And I, this, this, this wasn't. No, no, guys, go no, ahead.
1: I was going to say, this wasn't as bad as I yeah. thought it was going to be. Like, I completely forgot I was even being recorded. I like, know. that's pretty good.
0: Yeah, I told you. I completely you. forgot.
1: Like, this is so you. fun. I like this. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, I told you. Like, you're good. You're so nervous. You're like, I don't know what I'm going to say. Like, what are you going to talk about? I'm like, yo, <laughs> chill. It's just me. Like, you're not in trouble. Ugh. You're good. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Is there anything Okay. About- you want to plug or say before we uh, cut out?
1: Um, only thing I want to plug is that STAR applications are opening on October 5th. That's... So if you are interested in working at the STAR, please apply. All sections will be open for applications. And um, if you apply, then um, this will be for um, the spring semester. So you won't start until then. But the application will be open for the entirety of the month of October. So, please, if you are interested in working at the Star, please don't be afraid. We don't bite. And also, we don't need any prior experience. We are always looking for new, fresh people to join our team. So, please, please, if you're interested, send an application.
0: And you guys seen me. You guys now see Gabby. Yes. We're pretty cool. So. Yeah.
1: So, what? come on down. What are you waiting for? Let's go.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's have a good time. We have fun. We have a lot of fun. And since yeah, Gabby doesn't have COVID, you'll be you'll be good. You'll be good to go. Under <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, see you guys next week. Take care.